0: the show begins. So, Jeff, I know you know this, but I'm going to just humor you and say, or ask, do you know why this day is so special? Oh, yes, I do, Eric. I'll okay. Let, I'll right. let you give it. You the, want me to kind yeah, of unwrap that yeah, a little? You, you go ahead. Well, besides the fact that we are living and breathing, Jeff, and yes. we woke up this morning. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to remember, gratitude is, is mm-hmm. the way to go. Yes. Do you remember, do you realize we have been doing this show for five years? Doesn't seem possible, Eric. So I'm going to take you in the way back machine to 2018. Yeah. And what's even more special about this day and for you and our audience, because you ultimately out there have made this what it is, because you're the reason why we do this. Today is the recording of our 100th. Is that right? Is it 100th? 100th. Yeah, I it's, think so. It's episode 100. There Jeff. we go. That's that we know is right. <laughs> episode 100 of the Spirit of EQ podcast.
1: That does not seem possible because it just doesn't because these go so for us, I don't know about you guys out there, for us
0: these go so quickly. It doesn't seem like we've spent that much time doing them. You're right. And uh in addition to that, um I don't know if I actually thought we would be doing episode 100. Now, I'm not saying, Jeff, that I thought we were going to crash and burn or anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Um, I just, I I don't think I could have wrapped my head around it if somebody had to come into the studio way back five years ago and said, um, oh, by the way, you guys are going to get to episode 100 and more.
1: Right. Like, I would... I would have thought then, well, how are we going to find a hundred things to talk about?
0: <laughs> well, as we have found, Jeff, I don't think there's any shortage of things. No. I think sometimes our producer wants to stop us because we are always talking about stuff. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh,
1: Which we need to we need to thank Brett.
0: Yes. Brett, uh, our producer, uh, is also an integral part. Not integral. He's he's the mastermind behind making this thing happen. So he's been along on the journey for the five years and the hundred episodes as well. So yes, thank you, Brett. Um, so Jeff, uh, one of the things is, as I know we had talked about, you know, we were approaching this episode and what Mm -hmm. we were going to do. And I I guess one of the things that I've thought about is like, I, I, I didn't want it to be a well, Jeff, do you remember in episode fifty-four when we did this and talked about that? Right. And, oh, do you remember in you know twenty twenty when we did the? I didn't want it to be kind of a reminiscing. Uh, it's episode. Al- almost
1: like a, a TV show when they don't have anything, so they do a clip show.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, we, here's so and so is on vacation, so let's just let's redo <laughs> this one, or let's put this one back on. Me. I wanted to kind of start today <laughs> with looking back over five years from the perspective of what we've seen uh, maybe change mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to emotional intelligence and where it's showing up. And that's a blend, right? Right. For us personally. Mm-hmm. And then also, even as we make an observation of the world in which we live, specifically for us in the United States. So one of the things that um, leaps out to me, and I'll start if that's okay, Okay. Um, is the big thing that happened in 2020 which was the pandemic and not so much that you know why what when you know that so much as the impact that it had on society it was the first time in my lifetime where there was this one singular event that impacted everyone right i mean i i would almost I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in my math. Maybe there were some people who it didn't impact them at all. But most of the interactions that I've had uh, and from other people that have told me, and even when I use this kind of phraseology that, hey, mm-hmm. it's impacted everyone, I typically get a nodding of the head, like, right. yep, everybody. And that, I think, as being once in a lifetime, m- maybe even longer, you know, when you think about the United States, um, Certainly, we could look to some world history or U- U.S. history as far as World War II and things like that. But well,
1: you know, if you look at like say a, a war, yeah. there's some people that are impacted really, really heavily. Yes, but in this case, this impacted, like you said, almost everyone.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that I feel really uh, a great deal of assurance right that that impact was a flipping of the script on how we operate inside of our country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I believe and we've we've used this before in previous episodes about, you know, this idea of when you, as human beings again, speaking of the United States, we were so heavily weighted around the the intellectual, you know, progress, mm-hmm. you know, movement, measure progress and all of those things. And you know the United States, uh, probably not so much now as it once did. Uh, it, it was kind of the envy of the world about how our progression and right. and, and our achievement and and then I think it kind of morphed to where people are saying, "Why do you guys work so much? You're, you work so <laughs> much. You you never take a break." On and I think when I first started hearing those kind of things, I was thinking, "Ooh, this, this could be a problem, right?" And then we had this thing called the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it flipped the script at such a level that I think it exposed our lack of attention to the emotional. right? Um, Certainly other areas like mental, certainly mental. Connection. Yeah. All of those things Mm -hmm. um, we were left exposed. Um, So I guess in many ways, Jeff, I'm thinking it's never been more, I guess, Trying to find the words. EQ has uh shown me personally of its vital importance to daily living.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's in little ways. I can I can remember when when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, I was fairly well understanding EQ, you know, my noble goal and things like that. And I think I've said it before, I have something I call my noble uh Task. I can't remember what I, what I usually call it. Anyway, yeah. I want to make six people laugh every day. Right, right. So if I hadn't have done that for the first probably 100 days of it until I ran out of sources, on Facebook I would post a weird fact mm. just to help people to smile. And before being introduced to EQ, I don't think I would have done that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a little thing, but yeah. I just remember that,
0: you know. Well, and I think in some ways um, – you know, I don't think you realize what resources you have until they're in need. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, and I, I can't, just like you described, I don't think you started that make six people laugh thing because you told somebody, hey, in three years there's going to be this <laughs> right. thing, right? Like you were some prophet. Mm-hmm. But it has, um, I guess maybe as, as another example within you know how we behave and the role the eq plays um it is that we have um it's helped me understand about the importance of of building resources Mm -hmm. even if you don't know exactly how they're going to be used in a future day because like you there were certain things um that i drew upon that had been built not because again, I, I I had this vision or I was a prophet that it was going to happen, mm-hmm. and for me it was optimism,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Um, and and Jeff, audience, I am I'm an introvert. <laughs> um, if I had it my way, I would more than likely prefer to sit alone in a room <laughs> and listen to Miles Davis. Actually, that's how I am, right? Mm-hmm. So this. For everyone out there, this is about choices, mm-hmm. which is another thing that drew me to EQ mm-hmm. was about, wow, this is a way to superpower or supercharge your decision-making.
1: I mean, we, we have the no-choose-give model.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? And I've found that in that optimism thing, there was never a better time in this last five years of where it's needed. Mm-hmm. And so that everyone understands out there, it's not like I wake up every day and I get this, you know, just showered with feelings of optimism (laughs) as if it were just my muse or my, you know, inspiration. It is a daily choice. Right. Right. Um, Because in my personality and that mentioning of the introvert, you know, the Enneagram four that I am, mm-hmm. uh, well, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I'm learning to say this differently. I am more than my number, Jeff. Right. Um, the four that represents a part of who right. I am, um, I have to do that. I have to be intentional that, you know what, I'm going to apply that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff, as I would think of many people, I'm going to say many, I guess there's a certain number of people in my life, you included, know that I don't just throw out optimism as a flowery, hey, you did a great job, I'm so proud of you. You're you're not a cheerleader. Right, no, by no no means, right, exactly. And if my words of encouragement give you a feeling of being cheered on, Mm -hmm. so be it. But you're realistic in it. Realistic, and again— Making those conscious intentional choices versus you know the idea again about someone is just naturally optimistic or someone is naturally you know pleasant or whatever the case may be.
1: I know i what what I realized during that was um, to work on empathy was was the one that that I think really helped me personally because one self empathy is you know something that most people don't think about. But you know, having empathy for the other people around me, and um, like you said, you know, you're an introvert and you would just as well be at home by yourself. But um, you know, empathy can be hard to show when you are like that. But you know, to f- feel empathetic when this person, you know, at the grocery store, just had to tell three people they have to put a mask on and had the big argument, and I'm the next person they talk to. Right. So you know, going into these situations, knowing. That pretty much everybody needs some empathy right now yeah and it's it's for me that's where eq showed up in the the pandemic
0: well obviously you know five years ago that would have put us what at 2018 mm-hmm. uh, that's two years or so before the pandemic and you know i know at least the U.S. government has basically said that the pandemic is over, and I think that might have been a couple of weeks ago, where it got the official stamp that it was over, type thing. Um, so there, there was some. The overt uh, symptoms are over. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I'm potentially today. We'll talk a little bit about what does that mean for the repercussions of, mm-hmm. of some of the decisions that were made uh, be, due to the pandemic. However. Uh, when you look back to 2018 and 2019, um, what were some of the things that maybe it's related to the show, uh, a good, bad, or indifferent, uh, that, that come to your mind?
1: I can think, you know, our first shows were very technical. Mm. We were, you know, I think the first eight or ten were the basics of our model of EQ. Yes. And yeah. I think that's important. You know, we, I think we've talked about it maybe one on the show. I kind of cringe when I listen to those. But uh, I think that was important for us to, for, for you and I to set the foundation. Yeah And then, as, as we've learned, we, we are now the difference now is we're talking about difficult subjects, either with mm-hmm. us or with the guests that we yeah. have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's the old saying, Jeff, that if you look back on the work you did 10 years ago and don't cringe, mm-hmm. you weren't doing something right um, or something wasn't right. Um, because I, like you, it's like, Yo, boy, that sounds kind of, kind of. Uh,
1: What's that chat box thing that is out there now?
0: Chat GPT.
1: Yeah. Sounds like, you know, it sounds
0: like yeah. there's two of those gone. Yeah, exactly. And, and just how tight it felt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let me rephrase that because tight it does have a better meaning when it comes to music. Right. It felt rigid. Rigid, yes. You know? um, and and I get that. And I think there's some encouragement for our audience in that, you know, when you begin something, um, I, and I don't, Jeff, I didn't go into it thinking, well, hey, Eric, you know, the first 20 episodes are probably going to be kind of rigid and, you know, it's just going to take some time because I think in many ways we just dove in. Mm-hmm. and you know kind of figured it out as we went um but i think there is something very powerful in remembering that you know as you are beginning something or starting something uh you should expect there's going to be multiple failed attempts there's going to be times when it's going to be well i didn't quite like mm-hmm. the sound of that but okay um but one thing that made me realize too jeff in in those early days is just the desire for the content on the part of our audience Mm -hmm. and that though I'm sure there's somebody out there, uh, who kept track of how many, "us" we said, and how many, you know, (laughs) times our thought flow didn't quite match up to the subject. Which it still does. (laughs) Yes. So for those folks who are really, really analyzing things, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Um, but, it's interesting to me, and this is uh, the musical reference, as we always have to mm-hmm. have at least one, um, is I think about it as Brett, you and I, and our guests, in many ways, were a band. And there there was this sort of understanding, and, and maybe the three of us more so than the guests because mm-hmm. of the frequency of us working together, mm-hmm. you begin to gain a sense of, okay, yeah, we can do that, no. Can we change this? And then we're reading each other, right? I mean, I know I can remember times where I would kind of point to you and go, as in, <laughs> right. go ahead, Jeff, you Yeah, know, that kind of thing. Um, now, what's interesting about that is that the more that you work with someone, mm-hmm. the more you develop the relationship and the connection, you do start to get a sense about, okay, they're going in this direction. They probably need me to bail them out. Um, so I'm going to audience, I I don't want the, uh, we're not getting too much into the weeds of how a podcast uh, from our perspective is run and done, but there is an emotional content uh, Mm -hmm. um, connection there. And that is in what I might say is that blend of um, recognizing patterns, Mm -hmm. understanding what's going on inside of me. uh, You understand what's going inside of you. That's first, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's that okay, I've been working with Jeff in this environment for long enough. I've been working with Eric long enough. I get a sense, okay, this is where we're going to go with this, right? Right. Um, And that's been personally rewarding for me Mm -hmm. um, because it's helped me realize that, um, one, going back to what the audience craving content um, and that the majority of our listeners are here for that. That's why they're showing up,
1: and and one of the things I am proud of is our core intention has not changed mm. from when we started. Our, our core intention was to show people EQ in action, to to be there so that if if people uh, want to go down this road, we're a resource for them. Maybe we're the first time they heard it, but. The goal of the podcast has never been to make money, you know, great, if you if you want to come work with us, we're not going to turn you down, but the goal of this is to make
0: a better place. And even from that perspective, Jeff, uh, I think that's right on the money about we haven't strayed from the purpose. And, and I was just going to say, you know, you mentioned, you know, the making of money, Um, uh, (laughs) PSA for all of those future and early stage <laughs> podcasters, you probably are not going to make any money, <laughs> even if you want to. Uh, Joe Rogan makes money at this. Uh, well, we you we know, don't have a
1: sponsor. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, um, you know, Andrew Huberman, and those those folks make money at podcasting. Um, I don't know how much, but, I mean, Rogan, I mean, I think his deal He's was... comfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, very comfortable. But, one, but here's... A, one, go, one more thing about go ahead, that. Go ahead, go
1: ahead. Yeah. The other thing is that we've stayed true to um, I know I do, and I'm sure Eric does, we are constantly getting emails from people that want to come on and sell a book. And yes, we've had guests on that have books mm-hmm. that have some kind of a program, but that's not why they were on. We give them the opportunity to to talk about it, but our guests have stayed true to this too.
0: Yes, and we've made it clear to anyone who has asked to be on or any, you know, whether it happened in the, happens in the way that you describe mm-hmm. is that... This is all about the audience. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I already have a bit of a, I want to be careful. (laughs) Um, I have a, my radar when it comes to the overuse of marketing, I mean, is really high. Mm -hmm. So my radar, I pick up on that very quickly and it annoys the, you know, what right right? So not that our audience doesn't want marketing and advertisers Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of thing. I try to remember that if I'm tuning into this podcast to learn, to see if there's maybe some tips on something I've experienced. Um, One of our best episodes as an aside, I believe was the one that we did on anxiety with in your story around that. Well, thank you. Right. Uh, I don't want that to be covered over by the person who's the guest, for example, who wants to talk about where they can find the book and what are the three keys found in, in chapter mm-hmm. seven, and and wow, I I you know I'm going to be starting a speaking tour and just self promotion because that episode that we did with you and I don't know I don't have analytics that says to me oh my gosh you know there were 20 people suffering with anxiety that really got a breakthrough because of something they heard on there. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, Jeff, that's a hope of mine mm-hmm. that if if, if if there were if there were 20 people that said, you know, I, I I was struggling with it. And then I listened to that episode with with Jeff uh, about his journey with anxiety. And then I decided that I was going to talk with my psychologist about something that Jeff said or I just decided I'm not going to try to beat this on my own. I got to get help. That is the core purpose of why That's we're doing this.
1: Why I wanted to do that episode. Yeah,
0: and I Jeff, I don't think we've ever actually talked directly about it. That couldn't have been the easiest conversation no. you've ever had. No. Right? It's um, not, but
1: I think what this shows is our our desire to take you know, you've talked about things in your life. Mm-hmm. We've had uh guests that do that.
0: Those are the best ways yeah. for people to understand Things. And I'm glad that you you brought it back to you about the guest thing because, you know, one of the things that uh, we typically um, will sort of the pre-qualification, right, if I can call it that, is do you have a story and are you conversational about it? And conversational about it is can you speak to it with that courage and mm-hmm. the conviction and I'm, I'm, I'm good with sharing that. Right. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't have a story, and again, you're just looking at the podcast because either you know or you perceive it to be where you can get some free exposure, this is not the right podcast for you. Unless that of which you're talking about is a good story and you're a good conversationalist. And yes, you could have a book or your own podcast and all of that. But what comes first is what is. What is the thing that the audience wants? Right. That and, that's key. And
1: that's that's what the audience wants from someone is they they want to hear your story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um when I think back to twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen and and this is a personal one, Jeff, I um I really kind of it really Boy as, as I'm tripping over my thoughts to get the words, it really refined I was in the midst of refining like purpose calling, uh, ultimately, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What was I put on this earth to do? And when I came on board with Spirit of EQ from the business perspective, um again, I didn't know i mean i I had no crystal ball I had no i wasn't a prophet and I couldn't have said hey 5 years from now this is what it will look like but one thing that has ignited inside of the podcast for me as I look back is that it it's it's shown me the value in as I develop and grow I'm able to spread that you know it's kind of like the fragrance of flowers mm-hmm. the fragrance originates inside of the flower right where it is at but in the wind, you can be walking down a street. I, I always think about pear trees, for example, and like cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. You know, once they're in full bloom, as that wind blows, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to be right up on the flower right. to, to, to get the fragrance. And sometimes I think, and this is a, a message to those that are wanting to, you know, join us in this idea that we are going to be a source of light and, and help is that's really what it's kind of about. And um, one of our former guests and one of our business partners, Jim Vave, one of the things that, um, and this was before I had been a part of Spirit of EQ, I, w- I was going through a very difficult time, and um, he helped me just on a personal basis. And once we kind of got through you know, some understanding and kind of coming to the conclusion of, of tackling these things, he says to me at the end of the conversation, and I'll never forget, we were, we had, we were in a Starbucks and we had gotten up and we're doing the, every, I'm heading my way, he's heading his, you know, the where are you mm-hmm. park type deal. Right. And he says, and now, Eric, you need to give yourself away.
2: Mm.
0: And then he walked. Mm-hmm. And I've thought five years since that's been a process. That's been what's happening for me, and I, I think with it with the podcast,
1: which is what we're talking about today, we've given both of us and our guests have been allowed to give themselves away in, in different ways. Yes, you know when when we come up with a, a, a an idea for a podcast, like if it's just you and I, the reason we came up with that podcast is that was usually a struggle we just went through <laughs> because Isn't that we weren't doing it, you know. Yeah, we weren't happy with the results of what's going on, and once again, I think that's what people want to hear.
0: Yes, um, it's interesting, mm-hmm. and you don't know this, Jeff, uh, that you bring it up like that because before we end this episode, I'm going to share with you one of those struggles that, okay. that connects in. Um, so very, very, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would call it. You just you you hit it there. <laughs> So, uh, Jeff, as we uh, look at um, over these last 100 episodes, any of them leap out to you uh, personally that really um, impactful? I think one of the episodes, because I think it still has
1: a lot of relevance, is when we did the episode with uh, Jeremy, and I can't think of his last name, the, the police officer from Dubuque, where he was talking about the uh, mm. impact that EQ had
0: in the policing
1: and in, in the in police department yeah. and, and the result it was so powerful for me to understand that you know his his citizen complaints were dramatically down his use right, of right his officers having to put hands on was dramatically down yeah and I, I still think about that one that um you know i would love to get into every police department one way or the other yeah
0: right right yeah 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 that 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 <laughs> i do remember that um and Just the idea, because that is such a, um, I mean, it's maybe not as pronounced as it was maybe two, three years ago, Mm -hmm. but just how we interact with um, law enforcement and first responders in general is, um, they really, and for those of you in the audience, you owe it to yourself to do some look-see into uh, the city of Dubuque. Um, specifically to what Jeff was saying, the, uh, well, the police department, and
1: it's well, it's the whole city government, I believe, but the police yeah. department is where they started. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and how they, the just the results again were just kind of mind blowing, mm-hmm. uh, and in some senses, it wasn't surprising because you know I would think um, EQ and de escalation are are joined at the hip, mm-hmm. you know, because what better tool. To get you to de-escalate than that, mm-hmm. um, but one of the episodes that that leaps out to me, um, and we it hasn't been released yet, um, but um, was when we were with uh, Josh Friedman of uh, Six Seconds, mm-hmm. and uh, we both have known Josh for some time. Um, what I have found with him is the uh, these nuggets of wisdom that just he drops them, and I don't know if he necessarily is. Conscious that he just did it, but for me anyway, um, and I've picked these up from some of his videos that he's done. But one of the things that he said in that um, we were talking about low uh, employee engagement, mm-hmm. and I think as of this last study that they did, I mean it's somewhere now around twenty-one percent, right? Which connects to a lot of the things like you were saying earlier about some of the results or the repercussions of of uh, the pandemic. And I remember asking him, you know, well, wow, how does that, that senior level leader kind of not ring the emergency bell that that's mm-hmm. happening? And he said something to the effect of, well, our brains can normalize a lot of things. Right. And I was, and I just sat there, Jeff. I mean, we were doing the interview, mm-hmm. but I'm part of me was kind of stuck in my head going, oh my gosh, are the implications of that. I could normalize something that absolutely could be killing me. I could normalize something that's ruining relationships. I could normalize. And I say that not to be pessimistic because there's great opportunity there. Mm -hmm. You know, if I pay attention, right? If I'm, 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 I'm intentional, I can begin to go, well, wait a minute. Why, why am I doing this? What's behind this pattern? what's behind this, this choice making. And I get it. There's some out there and says, you don't understand how busy I am. You don't understand what I'm dealing with. You would be correct. Unless you told me I wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And even if you did, I might not then, but one thing I can tell you and maybe kind of comes in the form of the question, well, what you're doing now, how's that working out for you? Right? How's that making life better? I'm advocating a why don't you just slow down and pay attention? What what's really going on here? Because that, to me, is what leads to where we normalize the things that are healthy versus unhealthy. Right, and
1: we don't take the time to to really identify what's causing us pain. Yeah, you know, it's
0: it's like the, a rock in your shoe.
1: You just keep going. It hurts and it hurts and I no. Need- perfect example.
0: Your your brain eventually, within that little short period of time, will normalize the uncomfortableness of that rock in your shoe. Mm-hmm. But you are the one that made the choice not to pay attention, right? And you and you you will forget about that rock
1: until you put a different pair of shoes on. You go, yeah. oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> <I> yeah. Need- <laughs> That's interesting too, uh, Jeff. Because in the world of um, of diabetes. Uh especially type two diabetes, where um m- many probably know that one of the issues that type two diabetics can have is is um blood flow and nerve endings mm-hmm. which can lead to amputations and things right. like that, but I'd never forget you know hearing a doctor say that you know you at first you you, you you'll find yourself. You might lose a little bit of sensation of feeling, but it'll get to a point where the damage will be so you, you'll step on something tremendously sharp and you won't feel it and the danger is not just in that but the ignoring mm-hmm. of these things and it, it it again, these are life lessons that are taken from these physical issues that you know are easily sort of painted, you know, in our setting. Mm-hmm. But how many of those things in our brains, again, do we normalize? And we just go on autopilot and go. Um, and that that was one of the things that from that episode that really leaped out to me. And for me, it was almost like, a, be careful, because your brain will do that. Um, I want to take you back... Um, this is probably two years ago when we first had Leanne Lander. Okay. Um, she was one of my favorite guests. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly speaking, she's a creative, right? Um, yeah, again, another forest <laughs> in me, my forness in me. Um, she also likes Rush, which didn't hurt. Yeah, that, that, that's that's
1: It's not a prerequisite to be on our
0: show, (laughs) but it'll put you to the top of the list. Yeah, I can see it now, Jeff. We'll have a future requirement. You must like Miles Davis and Rush. (laughs) And and then I see so many people rolling eyes. What's wrong with those guys? Miles Davis and Rush? I mean, what are you talking about? But one of the things um, that I really, really loved about her appearances, uh, because I think we've had her on three times. I think I mean, so. She's probably been the most frequented guest mm-hmm. here. It's just her observations of creativity and its use and its power regardless of who you are, what you are. You know, I mean, you know, she she spoke in such a way that it you could have been a CEO of an accounting firm mm-hmm. or a musician and you would have been able to go, "Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. get that." Um, so selfishly speaking that those episodes we did with her were just fun to be there to talk to, you know,
1: I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of other specific ones, but what I love about a lot of the episodes are when, um, they go a direction we didn't intend, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes hopefully it sounds like we intended to do that. Wow. But a lot of times, you know, we go off in a different direction and sometimes, or I think most times, that different direction was more helpful because we've learned to be in the moment.
0: Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to a musical reference. Both of us are musicians and though neither you or I are probably going to be uh, ever enshrined into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or no, I, any other. I have that. to pay to go. Right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> However... One of the things that I think we both learn from learning how to play mm-hmm. is to understand flow. right? And I'm speaking of flow in the sense of knowing that we can go ahead and take a different tributary and explore that, mm-hmm. realizing we also know how to get back into the main flow of the stream, Right. right. Um, and I, I'm not saying that audience, please. I'm not saying we've been perfect at that. Cause I'm sure there've been times where maybe you're listening to the show and you're kind of going, where were they going with that? <laughs> um, but I think as, as it relates to us, putting the work into doing this is that you're right, Jeff, it, it allows for that creativity. And I'm selfishly in saying this, I mean, I probably would not have lasted five years on this podcast if we were this structured, it's. It's step one, and then you have to be ready by 20 minutes in, and then you have to be alerted by 15 minutes. I, I, I mean, it, it, would, um, it would have been a disaster for me.
1: Well, and we both play bass. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the bass is when you talk about the flow, the, the, the bass player has to— You're an anchor. S- you're an anchor, and, but you have to support the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you yeah. have to if the, if if it goes down this other way. Okay, I'm I'm supporting this now. Yeah. You know yeah. I'm not going to continue to play what I was playing. Yeah. What I'm supposed to be playing.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, you know the other thing I would I would throw out. Um, you know as you mentioned that, and I'm going to go back to the kind of the beginning. You were talking about the the purpose of of why we do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I am really really thankful that w- we did not. Get lost in our heads about the reason why we do this show, right? because um, I think um, what I feel like we contribute is though, again, the likelihood of us receiving any awards for any of this is really, really remote. Mm-hmm. but I think it's been our contribution to the world. Yeah. It's, it's something that we have, um, we have given away to the world for the benefit. And Jeff, that's important when sometimes you look around and you wonder, we seem like we're just, we're one step up is leading to five steps back. And, We're regressing, you know, we're not, we're not improving. We're not, and that can be a little, uh, I don't know, disappointing Mm -hmm. is one word to use for it. Um, but the important thing
1: is we're still getting that one step forward.
0: I, I like that. I like that optimism. And um, I, I'm going to use that as sort of the launching pad to what I was telling you that okay. I didn't tell you about. Um, so maybe this is a tributary. We're okay. On, right? So um, I'm listening to a message um, yesterday and it was talking about, you know, some of the signs about um, depression and understanding like where, where are things at? Mm-hmm. And I loved how this uh, speaker um, included everyone because, you know, when we start talking about mental health, some people will go, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) But uh, sure, I'll listen to what you're talking to them, but not me. He did a wonderful job of saying, it's you, it's me, it's all of us. I don't think before the pandemic we necessarily would have agreed with that as hard. Heartily as we do now. I
1: mean, we we forget that our brains are an exceptionally complicated piece of machinery, yeah. and they need tuned up. Right. Well, here's where I'm
0: going with it. So one of the signs he gave a, a list of signs, you know, uh, that were very helpful. But one of them that really leaped out to me was loss of hope for the future. And uh, there was a second one. And I'm reversing his order. Uh, He said, when you begin to see your problems are bigger than God.
2: Mm.
0: Now, from a faith walk perspective for our audience, probably you guys already know this, but for me, I look at God from a relationship perspective. Father, son, father, daughter, father, whatever, child type thing. And I'm sitting there. I wasn't prepared, Jeff, because I thought, oh, this is going to be really good because he's going to talk about this and it's going to be helpful because on Tuesday, which we are this particular week, we're doing a mental health seminar. So it's going to be like he'll talk about this and it'll be great because then people have an opportunity to come to the and there'll be a clinician there and on and on and on. Foolish me. I was thinking, well, it'll be about them and about what they're Mm -hmm. and those and them. Um, And it was a message for me (laughs) because I'm sitting there and I'm going, check, check. Now, here's the thing, Jeff. It wasn't a, hey, if if you start losing hope for the future, it means you're depressed and you need to get to a psychologist right away. It's like, you got a problem. It wasn't that because he used an analogy of the sinkhole. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, we see the sinkhole when there's this poof in the ground, this giant hole. But he outlines how that process begins. And it doesn't begin on day one and then day two you have a sinkhole. No. It happens over time. Slow, gradual disintegration of the part of the earth underneath the surface that supports all of that stuff that we see (laughs) at the ground. And I'm poorly paraphrasing it. The civil engineers out there, the scientists probably could really articulate this, but it was very, very important to remember. Know the condition of the ground that you walk on. Mm. And Jeff, it was a warning that I took seriously, right? Because you know what, Jeff? Lately... That first one about the problem is bigger than, Mm -hmm. and the second one, hope for the future, it's been waning Mm -hmm. for me personally. So, when I talked about the contribution we make and all, if our stories, the personal ones, the struggles, as you had kind of was that thing that hit the bell for me, Mm -hmm. can number one, I think, help people to understand you're not alone. You are not an isolated, you know, because my gut tells me there's probably some people I'd say, yeah, I've been struggling with that hope for the future because things don't seem like, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not judging and I'm not saying, hey, I understand because I, I don't know your story until you tell me. So those in the audience, if you haven't told me your story, I'm not going to assume that I know that I think that's wrong. However, if you said, do you think there might be? Yeah, I do. I do think there might be some people out there that would go, yeah, I get that. But this platform has been so wonderful to be able to use it to give from the result of our own struggles, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share that with you because that specifically was one that I'm going, boom, yeah, that, yeah.
1: I, I totally agree that um, that's why we do this. Back when we started this, I had some, I had really good technical knowledge of what our model of EQ is. I could tell you what every one of those things were, yeah, Right. but I didn't have the experience knowledge mm-hmm. that I have now yep. because I was, I was not that much farther ahead than you were with it when you joined us. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, and hopefully that we're, we're showing that to people that, uh it is a growth thing. It is yes, Jeff.
0: And you know what? As you're saying that, th- this is a sort of a call that the practice of EQ can produce these kind of positive results. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just a theoretical thing for us. It's not just a well, we're going to use this in a business seminar or a or a webcast or whatever. <laughs> um, it it is it is practical life stuff. It's, whether you are in Business, not in business, married, unmarried, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I mean,
1: I can, I, 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 think I would speak for you, but I'm speaking for myself. I, It's a part of how I interact with people every day.
0: Well, yeah, and, and that's where I'm going with that in, in the sense that practical tools that are housed inside of the model that is emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that improve your decision-making. And, and that's, that's a simple way of saying, when I encounter all these various problems and opportunities of life, EQ helps me be able to manage, I'm just going to use the term manage because it fits for me, manage those emotions that come so that I increase the chances that the outcome is going to be a good one, right? Life is really, really fast and is really, really short. Mm -hmm. So, from my perspective, the better I get at making decisions, my navigation is much, much better. And and I kind of think of it in those terms, like if 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 you're on this river that has multiple types of um, personas, you Mm -hmm. know, the calm, the rapids, you know, the trees that have fallen in that create obstacles, and that could be every mile, every mile, right? But wow, think about if you're really good at navigating that particular river, you're probably going to go, okay, I'm coming up on mile number two. This is probably where the things are going to get a little rougher. Okay, I've prepared, I got resources. Okay, this is where things are calm. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to oversimplify Jeff, but I'm just saying because the problems and opportunities are going to come,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whether you right. like it or not. And I know some of them we impact directly. Mm-hmm. I know some of my problems. Yeah, I got a mirror. That's the only place I can go. <laughs> there's only one person you can point to. There's only one person I can point to. And same with business and, and opportunities and career. I mean, some of that's rooted around what did you decide to do or not to do? And if you made the good decision and you got a good result, then okay, you, you, you directly impact it. But there's also the other types. It's when that company says, we've got too many of you. We're going to replace you. We're gonna get rid of you, or when there's a relationship that gets severed or mm-hmm. or fractured because someone misunderstood something you said and wasn't interested in trying to work it out. I mean, whatever the case may be, this is an absolute navigation idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I want to pivot to the future. Uh, short question: Do you think we'll make it to two hundred? I think we will. <laughs> All right. I love the confidence and the optimism. Um, and if if I'd asked you to look into your Jeff East crystal ball. Okay. What do you think we'll be talking about in between heading toward episode 200?
1: You know, there, there's probably going to be some sort of a pandemic to deal with. Oh, you think so? it might not be well, a pandemic. Well, you know what though, I got to
0: think about it though, right? Because we're talking about a 5-year deal and I we probably will get to 200 faster than we got to 100. Do you think?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get to there faster. You think, Brett? Okay. Uh, yeah, he he's saying yes. Mm-hmm. So huh. I think one we will continue to talk about where, what you and I have learned as right. we go through this. Mm-hmm. Our our personal experience. Yep. I also I, I don't know who they are. I'm really anxious to see who our next guests are, plus mm-hmm. some of the ones we've already had. I'm really looking forward to that because to, yep. I've gotten so much from the guest. Yep. You know, I'm looking forward to that. And the one thing I would really like to hear from our listeners is with comments or however, let us know if there's something you want us to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see more of that, not more of that, but you see that as mm-hmm. something that that will happen within the in the in the next um hundred episodes or so and
1: and the other thing is i
0: i'm I I'll speak for myself. I hope my
1: growth continues the way it's been growing mm.
0: so you would say that uh once again, and maybe you did earlier that the podcast has been a tool for your own personal growth too
1: because coming up with a topic has made me concentrate on okay here's this situation, you know, what have I failed handling a situation like this? How mm-hmm. have I succeeded? Yep. And, and, uh, doing that, um, self-review, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to call yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I look, if I had a crystal ball, I would, um, certainly see that, um, our reach will, will grow, um, because, you know, in the podcasting world, Jeff, I mean, it's a very crowded universe, you mm-hmm. know. I I think my dogs have a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it's, I mean, it, quite frankly, and I we probably, at some point, we need to get Brett on for an episode. I think so. And to talk about things relating to podcasts. I've because, thought about that. You know, that could be really good, Brett, so prepare yourself. But I think, you know, and maybe when he is on, he would say, I don't know if we've reached a saturation level right where it's oversaturated but um there are a lot of podcasts out there.
1: Well, I think with any any product people are going to look for what they want and what and if it provides us. So yeah. if we're continuing to provide that,
0: yeah, you and, know. And where I'm going with that, Jeff, is um just the realization that there is only so much time and only so much bandwidth for people and busy lives and Mm -hmm. all the rest, you know, certainly one of the efforts that we will endeavor to do is to find more ways to expose others to um, our podcast. Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about the future, but I am going to reference one thing about the past five years is one of the things I'm really proud of with our podcast is how much our archives are touched by people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Many times, you know, so much of this can be just next, next, next. But finding out that people are going back in time to look at past episodes uh, is real encouraging because I think that's that's kind of that that expresses um, intentionality, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because if you think about it from a human behavior standpoint, um, the podcast thing really, when you go out to like on Apple it's like new episode down you know loaded right. or new episode now available and it's always about new and new and new and i'm not indicting that obviously but i'm 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 saying it from the perspective i'm proud that we have fit folks in our audience that are going back to episode 49 or episode 72 um because there was something there and and that um like you the guest future guests that that's always exciting um, and, and, and then probably the next thing, and I think you might've touched a little bit on this too, is that staying true to why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that changing at all. I would honestly say if we don't, we'll fail. Uh, that's, that's a very <laughs> deliberate and, you know, boom type of, no, I, I'm
1: sorry. That's how I feel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, that, that goes back to sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. Cause you're Right. Um I I think um at the end of the day um and I'm I'm trying to practice this um and it takes a lot more courage than I probably realized 15 20 years ago do it for the reasons that you know are right to do it if you can't do it for those reasons mm-hmm. then you need to exit right I agree with that that's that's pure and simple for me with that Jeff I want to just say to our audience and I'd I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to echo something you may be thinking too. We appreciate you, yes. our audience. Uh, you are the integral part of what made us the podcast that we are and that we have made it to episode 100. So it's all about you guys and we appreciate you tuning in. Till the next time.
1: You. Yes. Thank you much.